0: This episode of New Politics was released on the 29th of January, 2022, and produced on the land of the Wangal people. Welcome to New Politics. In this episode, we have a good look at the independent campaign in the Sydney seat of Hughes. I'm Eddie Djokovic, editor of New Politics. I'm David Lewis. Craig Kelly has been the member for Hughes for the past 12 years, and that's a seat in the Sutherland Shire in South Sydney, and it's right next to Scott Morrison's seat of Cook. And he was a member of the Liberal Party until he was forced to resign for his outspoken views about coronavirus treatments. He's been quite an unspectacular performer in politics, and if you're still a backbencher after 12 years in politics, it probably means that your colleagues don't think that you've got very much talent. His time in politics has been filled with mistakes. He made a speech in 2014 which offered support to fascist regimes in Eastern Europe during the Second World War, He's a climate change denier. He's opposed to the First Nations voice to parliament. But he's most notorious for promoting unproven coronavirus treatments such as ivermectin and hydrochloroquine. And siding with anti-vaxxers such as Pete Evans and Joe Rogan.
1: Craig Kelly is a problem and it's a problem for the government and it's a problem for the country.
0: Labor wanting to kick Craig Kelly out for online posts pushing unproven COVID cures and questioning vaccines. I've taken a lot of heat for it. A lot of abuse from the Labor Party. Craig Kelly is a dangerous menace and a threat to the nation's COVID response.
1: And the Prime Minister should pull him to line and get him out of the way. A relentless promoter of alternative treatments for COVID in defiance of mainstream medical experts, he's condemned mandating masks in schools as child abuse and recorded a podcast with disgraced former celebrity chef Pete Evans, a pandemic sceptic but he is still posting about hydroxychloroquine. He is still posting about climate change. Uh, those are topics that Craig Kelly does not accept his posts are misinformation.
0: Are you making any big announcements? Yes, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm, I'm actually telling them that the PMs do stop you there spreading there these crazy did you hear, conspiracy theories. Did you hear about Professor Clancy? You've got to listen to our most senior immunologist tell you? It's Professor Robert Manson, listen to him, go and get his stuff, read what he's saying and you'll find out, and then you can come and apologise to us. Uh, okay, m- my my so mum lives in your electorate and I don't yeah. want her exposed to people and who something. are not well, going well, listen, listen to be Robert because of these crazy conspiracy well, yeah. that you're spreading. Well, you're the one doing that because you are the one spreading misinformation. Right? You've okay. got listen to listen to the professors, listen to our most senior immunologists. So, so says, your Prime Minister is wrong, is he? Our no, Prime Minister is 100% wrong. He agrees with I'm you. I'm saying Skullarsen, you are wrong. Morrison agrees listen, with you, Listen to, I'm not up to my Prime Minister will speak for himself. Listen to the words of our most senior immunologist. Today, yeah. in the Sydney Morning Herald, he has, he, said, office, so he has said our health, our health advisor has to be our most senior... Some people from the local community in the seat of Hughes have had enough, and there's an independent campaign trying to win the seat away from Craig Kelly and the major political parties. Georgia Steele is one of those people that's had enough, and she's decided to run as an independent candidate in the next federal election, and David Lewis caught up with her to talk about her campaign in the seat of Hughes, and why she wants to become its next federal representative.
1: I'd like to welcome independent candidate for Hughes, Georgia Steele, to the podcast. Welcome, Georgia.
2: Thanks so much for having me.
1: So why did you decide to run as an independent
2: Well, look, I decided to run in the first place because I just consider there are so many urgent issues that are not being addressed by our federal parliament. You know, really urgent, critical issues like action on climate change, like integrity of our federal politicians and our federal parliament, um, safety and equality for women. These are really big issues that have been around for a long time now and have not been dealt with adequately so that's that's why I decided to run why I decided to run as an independent is that for whatever reason the two-party system is failing us at the moment it used to provide a level of stability but over the last decade I just think it's proven itself unable to deal with the complex modern problems that we're facing Um, and those problems are so urgent now, in my view, that the best way, the very best way to deal with them is to create a strong crossbench in federal parliament and uh, force action on these issues. So that's why I decided to run as an independent, as well as just having the opportunity to represent my community in the way that I think my community needs to be represented.
1: A lot of media is pushing it as a vote against the sitting member, Craig Kelly. For my reading, I don't think Kelly has much chance of of winning, so you'll be up against probably the Liberal candidate. What do you say to people who are considering voting for the Liberal candidate?
2: Uh, I think I think you're right. Um there's an obvious you know interesting angle to the contest that we have in Hughes, and that is mr. kelly. he's um, he's a, a fairly radical figure. He was obviously a member of the Liberal Party for eleven years moved in about the middle of last year to the crossbench and then on to the United Australia Party. And as a result of that, we're going to have a very interesting electoral landscape here in, in Hughes. We're going to have the 12-year sitting member. We're going to have a Liberal candidate, a Labor candidate, Independence. We always have a Green candidate. And Hughes has voted for the Liberal candidate for the last 25 years. And really I think that explains why they voted Craig Kellyan so often. simply because he was uh, the Liberal candidate for Hughes. To people who are considering voting Liberal in Hughes at the next election, I would say look what they've given us for the last 12 years. The Liberal Party has given us Mr Craig Kelly for four elections. At the last election, Scott Morrison actually personally intervened to ensure that the local branch didn't get their say in who the local pre-selected Liberal Party candidate would be. And as a result, once again, we got Craig Kelly. So I would say, just be careful who the Liberal Party serves up next time, because I'm not sure that um, whoever they serve up, and we don't even know who that is yet, can be trusted. In addition to that, Whoever it is is going to be um, someone who is likely to be sitting on the backbench of federal parliament like Craig Kelly did for 12 years. It is a safe Liberal seat that has had a backbencher for 12 years. As a result, Hughes is forgotten about in federal parliament. The community of Hughes has, has really been taken for granted and ignored for a long time and it's very unlikely that that will change with the election of a new Liberal member and I think it's really time to try something different in Hughes.
1: So what do you have to offer to the people of Hughes?
2: Well, I think I'll I'll answer that in two ways. I think that there is a lot that a community independent has to offer the people of Hughes. So if we look at that part of it first, as a community independent, I, if elected, am only going to have one boss, and that is actually the voters of Hughes. I don't Answer to anybody. I don't have to answer to donors, to party bosses, to lobbyists. I will answer only to the people who elect me. So, as a result of that, the community will get the attention that it deserves. It will get the quality of representative that it deserves. And their concerns will be taken to Canberra. That is just the way that it has to work if I get elected and if I'm going to seek their re election. So, I think that the people of Hughes rightly. Are looking for a representative who will listen to them because their current federal representative has not listened to them ever. So I want to listen and engage and take those concerns to Canberra, advocate on their behalf. So that's that's what I think that a community independent offers for the for the people of Hughes. And then there's why me, why me as a community independent? And in response to that, I would say I have had a, a long career in, a, in another sector. I have been a corporate and commercial litigator for 15 years and worked around the world. Now people say oh just what we need another lawyer in federal parliament and I I think that there are really good reasons why there are a lot of lawyers in federal parliament but I'm quite specifically a litigator and I think that the skills of a litigator they uniquely have good crossover for the work that you have to do in federal parliament. As a litigator, I can advocate, I can argue, I can negotiate, I can compromise. But most importantly, for 15 years, I've had to look at issues from both sides. I've had to be able to advocate on behalf of one side, and then I've had to anticipate what the other side might say and what their concerns are going to be in order to reach a compromise. is in the benefits of all. So that's, I think, the skills that I have that I can bring to the people of Hughes.
1: So thinking more broadly, what do you have to offer to the Australian Parliament?
2: Well, the Australian Parliament needs a bit of a shake-up, doesn't it? I think that a strong crossbench is exactly the kind of shake-up that the Federal Parliament needs, and a strong crossbench full of independence is what the Federal Parliament needs. Independence on a strong crossbench could be the circuit breaker that we need in Australian Federal Parliament to get action on the urgent issues that I was talking about before. We haven't had any action on those issues or certainly not enough for far too long. And so I think that independence is the way to get there, to really make the parties have a look at themselves and a reflection and have to work collaboratively with their colleagues in the federal parliament. I think that can only be good for democracy. But also I'm really conscious that the federal parliament in the last decade or so has failed us, not only domestically but internationally. And I think that the the crop of diverse, professional, talented independents who are stepping up around the country will have a really positive impact on that. I mean, if we look at what's happened even just in the last... 12 to 18 months, we had, you know, a submarine debacle where we can no longer be trusted by one of the most powerful countries in the world. We're seeing increasingly alarming level of anti-China rhetoric coming out of this government, which is just incredibly irresponsible. We are pariahs in relation to taking action on climate change when we could be leading the world on that. And even just in the last week, you know, we've seen how the, the government fluffed the Djokovic situation. So we're not doing well on an international stage and I think that we need some fresh ideas and a shake-up in federal parliament.
1: So what are your policies?
2: My uh, most important policy, the policy that's closest to my heart, is action on climate change. It is the key reason that I'm running and I say that as a person who, as I've explained, I'm a corporate litigator. I'm not trained in science. I've never worked in uh, anything to do with the environment and I'm certainly not an expert in that area but over the last 10 years I've just become so angry and so exasperated at the lack of action on this issue that I really thought deeply about how I could have the biggest impact in order to get action on climate change and I realized that the problem that we have in Australia is a federal political problem that's the only problem that's left You know, we've got the Business Council of Australia, we've got state governments, we've got business, all on board, crying out for you know final obstacles to be cleared from their path of the transition to a renewable energy economy. And I just thought that with my skills, where I'm placed right now, the biggest impact that I could have would be to run for federal parliament. And then there are you know a lot of other things I care about. The people of Hughes are telling me, and it's been an important part of my platform to improve federal integrity measures. I want a strong federal ICAC, one with teeth. The Liberal National Party has been in government for nine years now and have consistently promised and consistently failed to deliver on that. But even more broadly than that, I think that our federal integrity encompasses a range of areas. I think that we need changes to our electoral laws, particularly in relation to political donations campaign spending, campaign disclosure. We need, you know, more transparency in that area. We also need truth in political advertising laws. I mean, politicians can lie. They can lie in ads. I I just, it's extraordinary to me that that is an open available course to them. That has to be fixed and it can be fixed so easily. And of course, here in Hughes and all across the country, we know that there are problems in relation to the requirements of the Privacy Act being applied to federal politicians. That's the reason that everyone in Australia has been getting spam text messages from Craig Kelly and the United Australia Party. So just small things like that, there are a range of them. They're easy to fix. And I think that we should go ahead and fix them and stop stop talking about them. I am also concerned as a representative of the Hughes community to make sure that small business is adequately supported in their recovery from the pandemic. We've come a long way. We're two years into it now. The economy is you know, <laughs> opening up, even though there are huge problems in relation to uh, both the health policy mm. and economic policy in that area. But I just am very keen to ensure that small business now doesn't get forgotten about in the short term. And then my final platform is is one of equity. I think that there are growing inequality gaps in Australia that uh, no one is paying attention to and no one is doing anything about. It's hard to choose how many there are. Of course, as a, a woman, I'm concerned about gender inequality. I'm concerned in particular about the safety of women. Violence against women and children in this country really is at alarming levels and nowhere near enough is being done about it. I don't see how women can thrive and how we can ever achieve gender equality if women aren't even safe in their homes and workplaces. So that's a very urgent concern of mine. And then, you know, inequality in relation to our First Nations people. I'm in favour of enshrining an Indigenous voice to Parliament in in the Australian Constitution. The disability sector is also something that people in Hughes are telling me that they're very worried about. The government's been chipping away at the NDIS for years now, just chipping away around the edges, just making it that little bit harder for people to both administer it and to benefit from it. So that's something else that I'm going to be having a very good look at if I get elected to federal parliament.
0: You're listening to New Politics. You can subscribe to us on Apple or Google Podcasts Listen through SoundCloud, Spotify and Amazon Audible or find us at newpolitics.com.au and you can now follow
2: us at Patreon.
1: I don't pretend to know the ways of the world A means to an end seems the way Who has the most of whatever is best All the better May the best man win And I for an eye the blind man's rule I wasn't born to follow I'm nobody's fool How do you respond to claims that you're a secret liberal or a secret Labor or Greens or UAP or One Nation or?
2: Or a communist.
1: Are that, yes, a communist, socialist, socialist youth, all of them. Um, yeah. Are you a secret party member?
2: Great question. Get asked it all the time. Um, I get accused of all, I've been accused of every single thing that you just mentioned. One of the most recent slurs was that I'm a communist fruitcake, which is, uh, you know, interesting and colourful. Uh, look,
1: that goes on my gravestone, actually. So, you know, <laughs> <communist
2: fruitcake>? well, <laughs> yeah,
1: well, welcome to the club.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, I'm a lawyer. What I would say is look at the evidence. Yeah. I have never been a member of a political party. I have never attended a meeting of any political party. I've never even handed out a how to vote card for a political party. One of the other questions that I get asked all the time is where will you direct your preferences? And I really think that the two questions are related. Mm. I think people ask me where I will direct my preferences because they think that that will give them an insight into which party I support. As a true independent, I have said from the moment that I launched my campaign that I will not be suggesting preferences to the voters. I want the voters to vote one Georgia Steele and then look at the remaining remaining candidates and rank them in order of their preference. That is where the real power of people's votes lie. And if if one outcome of my campaign is to actually get people to check out the candidates that they're being asked to vote for before they step into the ballot box, I think that will be a big win. I think it's also fair to say that, you know, the things that I care about and the policies that I am taking to the people of Hughes in this election straddle a variety of ends of the political spectrum i mean i hate talking about ideology but i I, i think that the things that i have said that i will work on when i get into federal parliament are you know a range of a range of things that don't fit neatly into any one political ideological box so that's another reason that i would say
1: that it's clear that
2: i'm not a stooge for one of the parties also, I'm a, I'm a professional woman who's taking a really big step in deciding to run a federal election campaign. If I wanted to run for Liberal or Labor or Greens or the UAP or the Communist Party, I would have run for Liberal or Labor or UAP or the Communist Party. Why, why wouldn't I have done that? It would have been much easier to do so. Let me tell you, it's not easy running as an independent. And finally, I just think politicians at the moment are trying to scare people it is in their interests to maintain the status quo. And so to do that, they are trying to frighten people by saying, be careful of these independents. They're the voices of this or the voices of that or, you know, they're they're not who they say they are. And it's just, they never give any evidence of it and it's actually just downright incorrect. I would say, don't buy it. Just don't buy into it because it's not true.
1: So should you win the seat, what are your priorities?
2: So we we have already talked about my policy priorities, but I also am really keen to bring a different brand of politics to the community of Hughes and a different style of politician. So as I've said a number of times, Hughes has just been taken for granted for far too long. They have a member who's been absent at best. I, as a community representative, want to bring federal politics down to a more local level. I want to engage with the people of Hughes. I want to hear their concerns. I've promised that if I get elected, I will introduce policy committees, which will be made up of members of the community who care about a particular issue, be that climate, small business, youth, to use my office and my premises to have regular meetings to talk about these issues. They'll then have the opportunity to talk with me. I will then take those issues to federal parliament. I mean, it sounds so simple and so basic, but it's something that just isn't being done by our party politicians. So that, for me, is a real priority. And then, you know, in terms of a a different style of politics, a different brand of politician, in federal parliament, I want to be a politician who consults broadly, who looks at every piece of legislation on its merits, who takes into account the opinion of a range of experts and decides on everything according to its merits. And that, again, sounds very simple, sounds trite, but that's the kind of politician that I would like to be.
1: For your campaign, are you working with other independents?
2: Working with other independents, no. I mean, we're all doing this for the first time. We have campaigns that we're building as we go along. They're a bit like a startup company that has mm. extraordinary growth immediately. And what that means is that we are working incredibly hard. We are working in our communities and for our communities. So no, we're not working together. We, some of us know each other and we will offer the occasional word of support, cheering on from the sidelines, of course. But no, when it, I'm not working with any of the other independents.
1: Um, are you part of the Voices of campaign, the Simon Holmes Accord, Climate 200, that's it?
2: Yeah, so Climate 200 is a, you know started as a group of philanthropists who wanted to bring change to federal politics as well and wanted to even the playing field for independents who are climate focused and integrity focused. A lot of the independents that they're supporting are drawn from the Voices community. I'm endorsed by one of our local community groups called Hughes Deserves Better, and I have had some support from Climate 200, and we're in discussions about how that support might continue.
1: And uh, finally, is there anything else you'd like to add?
2: Look, there is, and this is uh, fairly generic in relation to the opportunity that we've got in Australia at the moment to vote for some really great independents. And what I would say is that I understand that change is hard and that we're asking people to do something a little bit different here. If we look at Hughes as an example, uh, which I obviously do all the time, at the last election in Hughes, over 90% of people voted for either the Liberal, the Labor or the Green Party. The election before that, over 91% of people voted for either the Liberal, Labor or Green Party. We've never elected an independent. So I'm asking people to do something that they've never done before, and it might be scary. Change is hard. But to that, I would say, you know, if not now, when? Things aren't going well in federal politics. Something has to change. And given that that's the case, we need to change our behavior. We need to do something different in order to get something better. We can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different outcome. So I would say, try it. If you think that an independent running in your seat is capable and qualified, then what have you got to lose? It's an opportunity for a refresher and for the change that I really believe we need right now.
0: That was Georgia Steele, the independent candidate in the seat of Hughes. You can find more details about her campaign at georgiasteele.com.au. That's it for this New Politics podcast. Thanks for listening in. If you'd like to support our style of journalism and commentary, please make a donation at our website at newpolitics.com.au. We don't beg, plead, beseech or gaslight you about journalism coming to an end. We just keep it very, very simple. If you like what we do... Please send some support our way it helps keep our commitment to independent journalism ticking along i'm eddie Djokovic. thanks for listening in
1: and it's goodbye to our listeners i'm david lewis we'll see you next time